Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Dr. Ross Green here with a pre-Thanksgiving edition of Parenting Your Challenging Child. How are you today? And are you looking forward to the holiday? I certainly hope so. Holidays can be a tough time for behaviorally challenging kids and their parents. But, um, well, sometimes with some proactive and collaborative problem solving you can you can do it um glad to be with you today live from the offices of lives in the balance here in portland maine where we have a beautiful day but got cold in a hurry really cold but um we're tough we'll deal got some email uh to answer today but As you know, callers always take top priority on this program. And we do have a caller already from area code 716. So let's start there. Caller, you're on the air. How are you today? Good, good. I'm so thankful for your approach. It it makes so much sense to me. Um, So um, I'm just a beginner. I've got six kids. And um, I've got probably two or three that are kind of... Um, I used to think they exceeded my parenting, <laughs> hmm. but anyways, um, a thank you, I'm thankful that you have this model. So I just had some questions about this model. Um, Go ahead. So just don't I've use got, any names or identifying information, sure. and we'll be in good shape. Go ahead. Sure. I've got um, a 15-year-old girl, my oldest, and she's in high school, so she gets the free bus that comes at you know seven o'clock every morning. She has trouble making it on the free bus, and I don't give rides because I've got four other kids that will be going to school in an hour later. And so I I, I give her that responsibility, and I think it's developmentally okay to give her that. Um, So the the unsolved problem is waking up to catch the free bus or walking to school. The other alternative is walking to school and taking a, a tardy, which gives her a detention. And so um, we have this happen a couple times a week where she gets detentions because she can't wake up. So I put down the unsolved problem is waking up to catch the bus. Um, so I say to her, you know, I, I see you're having a hard time getting up in the morning. What's up? And she'll say, well, my mind's racing at night. I couldn't relax. I was restless. And um, so I think I've identified her concern. Maybe. And then I, uh, you've, you've certainly well, gotten that, that, off to a good start. It's what this is essentially what she always says to me. It's okay. and it's hard getting up. 
And um, so she wakes us up at 6 in the morning with her alarm, although my other boys um, go to school at 9. And it takes the third time, so at about 6.15 when it goes off the third set of rings, then she finally stops it. So what we're finding is if my husband tries to stop it after the first set of rings, that she makes him responsible for getting her to school because he messed up her waking up cycle. Um, So I told him that we need to not be at all part of her waking up, that she has an alarm, she's waking us up with it, and, um, and she wants to do things her own way. So, you know, she... We haven't, I I think it's not working because I don't see it getting better. She's still taking as many tardies. And um, and now her her, uh, grade is um, uh, suffering. It's a college course she's taking, and it's uh, suffering because of it. So um, when I say to her, well, it looks like what we're doing isn't working, what should we do now? Um, She just says, you know, well, just let me do my own thing. It's my grades. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, so we don't get anywhere. That's how we've done it in the past. We've said, well, how about if you get off the computer an hour before bedtime and and um, you start listening to relaxation kind of tapes, and she said, no, that's weird, I'm not doing that. And so last night she was knitting until 11 at night because she said it calms her. And her room is kind of her own she cave kind of, you know, and so it's really hard I don't, we're kind of stuck. So, so that um, I show the empathy, and she gives me the same answers, and then I identify my concerns. Well, uh, your teacher won't accept late work, and if I don't give you an, uh, a sick note or a doctor's note, then you get a zero, and you're missing out on material. And then what she says to me is, well, if you won't drive me, then I don't have time for breakfast or lunch. And I said, well, you can't go to school and get dehydrated. And this is, I know you're trying to, you know, get back at me by saying you're not going to eat, but you can't walk out without having something to eat and and drinking something because then you can't, you know, focus on your studies during the day. So that's kind of, it's hard because when I want to try and do the collaborative um, I only see her in the morning or at night, right, because she's at school or after school. And then it's kind of a little touchy then because um, she knows what I'm going after and she knows what my plan is, is that we would talk about it and resolve it. And she kind of wants to stay where she is at because she has all the control. So that's it. Goodness, that's quite a bit of information. So let's let's break it down, shall we? Okay. Yep. All right. If, and I'm going to start at the end, believe it or not. Oh, okay. And the the first thing I would say is um, if the opportunities for having a proactive problem-solving discussion with her, if those opportunities that exist right now aren't ideal, then it's probably going to be important for you and her to put your heads together decide on a time that would be more ideal. Okay. What you seem to be describing is that the natural opportunities for having a proactive problem-solving discussion aren't ideal. Yes. So that means you'll have to create those opportunities. Um, and, you know, bottom line is 
um, you know, I only have two kids, so if you multiplied in my brain how busy my wife and I are with two, if you multiplied that by three, I would find that to be um, three times busier than I am now, and that's actually extremely hard to imagine. So that does require taking a step back and saying, how are we going to create times to talk to each other proactively, given that the natural times that exist are not ideal? So that's why I'm starting at the end. Um, I want to make sure that you have the most optimal scenario for actually having the conversation. Now let's go back to the beginning. Yeah. Um, I, I like your wording of the unsolved problem, difficulty, and I always start my unsolved problems with the word difficulty, but difficulty. Um, now here's the interesting thing about that. It does sound like she's waking up. It, 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 um, yeah. Is she having trouble waking up or is she having trouble getting ready for school in time I, for the up, free bus? Getting up, getting vertical. Getting vertical, yeah. Getting vertical. So getting out of bed. Yep. Difficulty getting out of bed in time to catch the free bus. Yes? I, I, I probably shouldn't say free bus, It's but I, she needs to know. You know, she's kind of tyrant, tyrannical a little bit. In the morning when I say, no, I will not drive you, I, you know it's always going to be no. And then she comes at me harder, and then I go back to kind of being rigid, but I have to because she, I think she wants to be cared for, like the little boys, and she wants to know that she rates and well, that I would love her enough theories. to take her to school. But those are she interesting won't theories. Me. I'd want to hear it from her. Yeah. If you haven't heard it from her, then those are theories. You could be right. You could be wrong. What we heard when she from says her, no parents do this, no parents make their kids walk, it's getting winter time, and I said, but this is the deal. <laughs> she goes, it's your deal. You made it. I didn't agree to it. <laughs> she, she, made, she says you made the deal. She didn't agree to it. <sighs> the deal is between Dad and I that, you know, if you All don't right, so make the free bus, I cannot drive you a. because I've got four kids at home that would have to right. come with me. So that's unilateral, and she's right. You made the plan. She didn't, Without but her. now you're trying to do plan B, yeah, which is right. a plan that exists between the both of you. So what what went down prior to this, she, she's probably making an accurate point by saying, I didn't agree to this plan, but that doesn't, by the way, take your concerns off the table. It just yeah. takes your unilateral imposed uh, solution off the table. The reason you're doing plan B is because your unilateral imposed solution isn't working. working, Right? So that's, we know that. So these are the things we know. So what dad said is he said, well, why don't we do it? I tend to be a little more rigid because I came from a lot of dysfunction and I want structure. And Mm -hmm. so dad said, okay, then here's the deal. At 930, I want the computer. Um, You can't do the computer in your bed because that's a sleeping place. And I said to Dad, she shouldn't even have it in her room because that makes it kind of an active room. It's not where she feels like it's a a calming down place, you know. And um, that's where Dad and I disagreed about. Because she says if we put the computer downstairs, then the boys will be looking at what she's doing and all this. And um, perhaps they will, but if she doesn't give it a lot of attention, 
attention, they'll probably leave her alone. But I just think that she uses a computer for music. She uses it for studies. She uses it for everything. And it's got the filters on and stuff, but somehow our rule was you couldn't have it in the bedroom. And she says, well, that's where I can, you know, relax and do my homework. And so it's probably well, on like four, four hours. Right. But here's remember, if you and Dad are imposing something, oh, yeah. if you're still doing plan A, right, our goal here is to come up with a solution between you and your husband and your daughter. So if it's just you and your husband putting your heads together, you may feel that you two are collaborating, but I know one person who you're not collaborating with, and that's your daughter. So well, now here's, here's the, the question. Deal. If, yeah? Well, he said, you know, if you follow our rules, the computer is not in your bed, we have it by 9.30 at night, and your lights are out at 10.30, I'll give you a ride any day. And I said to him, oh, my gosh, no, don't do that. I, I think that's a really bad idea. <laughs> but it's an in-between idea. And, and well, then when she got really desperate, she wanted the, it. In-between is not necessarily the goal. Mutually satisfactory and realistic are the goals. Um, I always have trouble figuring out what in-between means. But here's what I know so far. Ready? Yeah, go ahead. Apparently, apparently the three alarms aren't working because a lot of what you're describing is information but the information that is most informative to me is information that's going to contribute to us understanding the problem as well as possible and to us ultimately getting it solved in a way that works for the adults and the kid right so let me think if I can tell you the information I'm hearing that is most crucial because um, shot-in-the-dark solutions aren't going to necessarily be most crucial. And I would say that what your husband proposed is a shot-in-the-dark solution primarily because... Then I'm accountable for, yeah, I have to drive her then. Well, no, no, no. Um, It's just that his solution was one that was conceived without necessarily taking the concerns of both parties into account. That's what I mean by shot in the dark. Here's what I'm hearing about your daughter's concerns, and I'm thinking that we probably need more information from her before we can even start thinking of solutions. One of the keys to solving a problem collaboratively is to not come up with solutions until you really feel like the concerns of both parties are well clarified and well understood. I must say, I think you gave Plan B a good shot in the beginning, and your daughter said something that she always says, to use your words, Um, but it sounds like what your daughter has mostly communicated so far is that the three-alarm system isn't helping her get out of bed on time to make the bus. Yes. But I'm not ready to leave the empathy step yet. I don't think that's why I said, just as you were saying that, while it may be what she says all the time, and that's neither here nor there to tell you the truth, there's some drilling that needs to be done. And you said you were new to the model, so I might as well tell you, drilling is the hardest part of doing all of Plan B. But the reality is that the first thing the kid 
says in response to your introduction to the unsolved problem is rarely going to give you a clear sense of her concern on the unsolved problem you're trying to gather information about. So all I know so far is the three-alarm system isn't working. I know that she, and this, is, this could be related, this may not be related, she wants the computer in her room. Yes. I know that she thinks listening to relaxation tapes is sappy. That's what I know so far. But just remember, and, and I know that she's, um, I, I can't remember if this is something she said or something that, information that you provided, but she didn't. She's kind of wired at night. Yes. And has trouble settling to... down to go to sleep. She said that. Yep. So the she most important thing. Going. Yeah. So the most important thing I know so far, as it relates to the unsolved problem of her having difficulty getting out of bed on time in the morning to catch the bus, is that she's very wired at night, has trouble settling down, wants the computer in her room and the three-alarm system isn't working for her. Now, yes. let me think to myself, do I now understand her concerns well enough to leave the empathy step and move on to the define the problem step, which is where you're going to get your concerns on the table? And my answer would be, nope. I think I would like to understand what it feels like for your daughter to feel wired at night, what strategies she has found to work, um, what it is about the three-alarm system that she feels isn't working for her in the morning. So there's actually a meaningful amount, I think, of additional information to gather from her in the empathy step before we're ready to move on to your concerns. So that's piece number one. And that's why I think it's going to be even more essential for you and your daughter to create a more ideal, proactive time for you two to discuss things together. Because once again, it sounds like the natural times aren't ideal, and it sounds like there's a meaningful amount of information to gather on this probably rather difficult to solve unsolved problem. So that's Piece number one, which is let's create an ideal time. And piece number two, I think we need some more information in the empathy step. Now, one thing I'll say to you, I think you're actually doing great so far. Um, you're trying it. Um, I think so it's you're easy doing... to revert back to plan A, though. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it is. And, and oh my the, gosh. The, the most important thing you told me, and maybe this isn't the most important thing, is that you're a newbie at this. But even the reason I'm not sure that that's the most crucial thing you've told me is that even oldies feel temptation to revert back to solving a problem unilaterally, especially when um, they feel like solving it collaboratively isn't going as well as they might have hoped. My, here's what I would encourage you to do. Stick with it. But let me keep going. I, I do think you need more information in the empathy step, and there is a... Um, program in the listening library the problem is i'm not exactly sure where it is it will become more obvious when the new website is launched and we of course thought it was going to be launched by now but it's not yet 
but hopefully right around the week after Thanksgiving, it will be launched. Um, it will be easier for you to find information about drilling for information in the empathy step. There are videos you can watch on the existing website in the um, Plan B in Action section of the existing website that I think will be I've helpful I've seen it. It's you. very helpful. Those, those, good. you have lots of different good webinars there. Or web. If you think it would be, if you think it would be helpful to watch it a few more times, but there's also a radio program that I did that's in the listening library that gives you the drilling strategies, and that would be worth a listen as well. I just don't know if you're going to have an easy time finding that one, but I'll, I'll see if I can. Well, the truth is, once the new website is launched, that that program will be very obvious to you. So you may okay. have to wait a week. But here's, here's the cool part. I know a lot about your concerns, too. You've, so I don't think the define the problem step is going to be that hard for you, so long as you stick with your concerns and not your solutions. I'm hearing some concerns that you have. Um, by the way, it's a solution that you think she should get to bed earlier. It, it, these are not concerns. These are solutions. It is a solution that you think the computer should be out of her bedroom. It is a solution on her part that dad should assist in waking up. Now, the reason I'm pointing that out is because those aren't concerns. Those are solutions. And I don't think we're ready for solutions yet. I think we need to be really structured about this and kind of slow it down and really see if we can get a good understanding of her concerns entered into consideration in the empathy step and really make sure we understand them well. Then yeah, let's get your concerns this, on the table. What's when that? she left this morning, she, when she left this morning, having to walk because, you know, here in, in um, New York it's about 22 degrees, so I have some concerns about her walking. And um, anyway, she, uh, she said, so, so much for empathy, Mom. Um, all you're doing is helping me learn to hate you. And she goes, because really what you're doing is looking for submission, and it's quite draconian. Well, and that is what plan A kind of is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, those are things people say um, when they feel that the solution is being imposed upon them and that the solution isn't working for them. Those are those are the kind of things 15-year-old kids say when they feel like a problem has been solved unilaterally on them. Um, there are there are worse things kids say. So I'm not I'm not trying to make you feel better. But but, but with all the anger, it's really hard to do the collaboration. Every time we talk right. about the computer or getting on the bus, oh, it's so hard to be able to sit down. It is, because she's and that's so also angry. why I'm suggesting. That's why, and truth is, even if you find an optimal time to talk about this, she'll still be probably angry. But here's what's going to make her the most angry. Uh, here's the interesting thing: I find that kids get angriest over unilateral solutions. Sure. I find that kids get angry. That's the angriest they get. They get angriest over unilateral solutions. They get angry if they feel like their concerns are not being heard. And they get angry if they feel like their concerns are not being taken into account with the solution that's being imposed. So if those are things that are going on in Plan B, and neither of those things would be part of Plan B, by the way, but as you said, it's hard not to slip back to Plan A. Um, she's going to get angry in Plan B 
if plan A is sneaking its way into plan B. Okay. So we've got to really, you got to keep that arm tied behind your back if you can and, and really stay on top of. In the empathy step, I think the things that it sounds like you might want to stay on top of are two, two simple things. Do I yet have the clearest possible understanding of her concern on this unsolved problem? And to try extremely hard to keep solutions, and, a, and unilateral ones in particular, but solutions at all, from entering into the discussion in the empathy step. That's, that's going to get her mad. And it's not going to be, truth is whether she gets mad or not, it's not productive. In the define the it's problem the mindset step, of define the, yeah, okay. Right. This is, now, and here's the other is, thing I have. Is yeah, go ahead. When, when we, I, I guess this is one thing that I didn't really see. Um, on, um, I, we haven't seen, there's a new CD you have out that's uh, for, like, trainers, and it has some credits to it. But I, it didn't really say that the focus audience was for the parent. But okay. when, um, since, since we are a married couple, um, and sometimes Dad and I, he likes to kind of enable, and I kind of like to hold him accountable. And Dad thinks he's raising children, and I know that I'm raising adults. Um, when we sit down with her, should my husband and I already know? I mean, what do we? We want to be uh, unified on this. Yes. I don't want her to what, pick what us apart. What you need apart. to be unified on. You need to be unified on your concerns. Okay, unified on the concerns. Okay. And here's the deal. Not the solution. No, once you can't have a solution before you sit down to talk with your daughter. Can't happen. Otherwise, um, you're, you're doing um, Plan A in Plan B clothing. We might say. Yeah, we we understand. If, we are unified on the concern. Mm-hmm. Got it. You got to be unified on the concerns, which means you and your husband should talk about it beforehand. And and I don't. And you know, if you're talking with him about your concerns, then. Statements like "I'm raising adults, you're raising children" would not necessarily <laughs> be, conducive. be conducive to getting your concerns out on the table. So you got to be careful about that. Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it in front of my daughter, but yeah. Even in, even if you want to hear your husband's concerns and have him yes, feel it's true. It's a, comfortable it's a getting closer. them on the table, <laughs> right? We got to we got to set the stage for that too, right? Um, right. So you guys got to be unified on your concerns, and then. Once you start thinking about solutions, you don't have to agree to anything during the discussion. You can say, let me and Dad talk about this a little bit because we have a few solutions on the table, and I want to make sure that me and your dad are on the same page when it comes to solutions that would be acceptable to us. Because to tell you the truth, at the moment, it sounds like you and your husband would not be on the same page when it comes to solutions that would be acceptable to you. But I think that this is all going to shake out if you and your husband give some thought beforehand to what your concerns are and truly keep the discussion between you and your husband to concerns. Because the minute, and you've given us some hints that you and your husband do what I'm about to say, the minute you and your husband are talking about solutions together without having both sets of concerns on the table, you are sliding into plan A. You want to make sure you have your concerns nailed. Then you're ready to do the first two steps of plan B with your daughter. And I've already given you some tips on the things that you want to be mindful of in the empathy step. 
you and your husband want to have some fairly unified concerns in the define the problem step. And then, and only then, you and your husband are ready to start thinking about solution. You and your husband and your daughter, boy, there I go leaving her out. You and your husband and your daughter, and this is a team effort, are ready to start thinking about solutions that will address the concerns of both parties. Here's the interesting thing about that. Once you start trying to address the concerns, the lines between the two parties should start to blur because it's not just your concerns and your husband's, and it's not just your daughter's. You're not, you, this is not polar opposites. What you now have, though, is a bunch of concerns that need to be addressed for this problem to be solved. And so they're, they're no longer really sort of whose concerns are those. They're blended. Um, you just want to try to make – you are as invested in getting your daughter's concerns addressed as you are in making sure that your concerns get addressed. Okay, and my last, I guess my last question is, if um, after having the five boys, she kind of feels, I know she feels like, ugh, you know, I can't believe I, I can't get enough time, but she's often in her room a lot because there she has the most control over her circumstances, and she often wants to be left alone. So, um, so if she starts saying stuff, well, you know, I, I want to feel like I matter, like she's never said these before, like, you know, um, you care about me too. Uh, not about the bus ride, about, about okay. the free, getting a ride to school. But I'm okay. sure that she's kind of feeling this way, like that would be one way where you could show that you love and care for me and that I matter and that you don't want me walking out in the cold and and this kind of thing. Um uh, you know, I, I'm afraid my husband might then say, well, that, we're not really talking about that right now. We're talking about the waking up and why it's hard and why it's hard getting on the bus. Sometimes I think, um, you know, since my daughter isn't used to this collaboration, <laughs> she might just pull everything out and say, well, this is another reason uh, why, you know, I I try and see if you'll take me. Because um, you know, I want to see if I matter. Um, and here's the deal: you is don't that have, like getting out of the. Uh, is that not just necessarily? I mean, what do we it do sounds with like that? it could be. Well, it could be a separate unsolved problem. But here's the interesting okay, thing about the empathy step: the empathy okay. step is an adventure, right? You never know where it's going to go. And I did, just don't really want it to get really large. <laughs> Well, it, it might get large, and then you might have to bring it back to the unsolved problem that you began with. That's kind of a judgment call. But here's the interesting thing. You do want your daughter talking. You do yes, want your daughter telling you what her concerns are. And so especially early on, and I know that this can be hard, especially if you're new to it, especially early on, Believe it or not, you actually want to bend over backwards to hear everything she has to say, even if what she's saying drifts off into areas that you may feel are not necessarily related. Here's the interesting thing about that. Sometimes when the empathy step is drifting off, it's actually not drifting off. You're actually bumping into other unsolved problems, and you'll need to keep track of those. And sometimes... The unsolved problem that you began with is not the unsolved problem that you end up mm -hmm. trying to solve 
because the unsolved problem that you, that you began with was just the beginning, and you find in the empathy step that other things come up that are way more important or way better to be working on than what you started with. So yeah, I wouldn't wanna, be... And I, go ahead. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if the reason she has trouble going to bed at night is because she feels an unmet need, an unmet emotional need to connect with one of us. And, um, and we'll so see that, if she says it. Yeah, it will be interesting because she's trying Here's to draw us learning. out of our bedroom. Here's what I'm she's learning about to... you. Okay. <laughs> you have a lot of theories. Yes, I know. And, and here's the interesting thing. Theories are great. I have a lot of theories, too. The only problem is with theories is that I find that they are very often incorrect. And theories, if they are incorrect, become mud. Mud <laughs> that, that kind of keeps us from actually asking about and hearing about what's really going on. We don't want mud. So you may have to mm, filter out a lot of those theories and okay. wait and ask good questions in the empathy step and then you're going to hear what you're going to hear and what you end up hearing may verify some theories that you had but what you end up hearing there's an excellent chance will not verify your expectations about what you thought you were going to be hearing in which case I, in which case I sure I'm glad you're doing the empathy step because now you're finally hearing what's really going on instead of just True. adult theories. The hardest is part, of course, oh. well, the hardest I part can't. is that when you're new to this, yeah. it can feel like the empathy step is sort of a good example of too much information. But I think you want to err on the side of hearing too much rather than hearing too little. We're not going to think that your daughter is, quote unquote, pulling things out of a hat so as to persuade you. Okay. okay. We're going to we're going to take her concerns seriously. Remember, we're not agreeing to anything in the empathy step. We're not agreeing okay. to anything in the define the problem step. We're just trying to clarify the concerns of both parties so that the solution can start to formulate without information about her concerns and without information about your yours, then the the solution cannot possibly formulate unless you're doing plan A. And plan A doesn't involve any formulating, it just involves imposing. That make sense? It does. And when I showed her the plan, when I showed her the flowchart, she said, "Oh yes, what's this about?" And she was kind of disrespectful, but I need it so that I can see what I'm doing. Great. Um, I don't know what to do with that. So. Well, I think you say to her, "Look, we, I need some help, guidance." Um, knowing how to solve problems with you because the way I've been solving them, number one, hasn't been working, and number two, you haven't been too happy about the way I've been solving problems with you, so I'm trying a new way. But I need practice at this new way, and you're probably going to need some practice at this new way too. So this sheet of paper just helps me, just helps me stay on track. Um, so she may give you a hard time about it, but um, the bottom line is most kids really want, and your daughter is no exception, it sounds to me, want their concerns to be heard. Oh, to be understood. That sheet, of, yeah. that sheet of paper you got in front of you is helping you do that. Once she understands that, and once, <laughs> now here's the deal. If you say that, but you keep doing plan A, then she's no, not going to have any faith in that sheet either. 
You're right. Is, so, is it okay to write the unsolved problem, waking yeah, up to catch the bus, or that might not sure. be the problem? You'll find out All in the empathy step. All three of us have to make the problem? You'll find out in the empathy step. Here's the bottom line. You've got to start somewhere. And difficulty getting out of bed in the morning to catch the bus is as good a place as any to start. I just okay. don't know where you're going to end up. Okay, and I don't either. Good place okay. to start. And Go ahead. How do you do it if they start acting disrespectful? Or, I mean, I'll watch my words that they're not provocative, and I'll try and have a real nice tone. But, um, if I mean, she usually gets uh, uh, very commanding and and in the fight mode. Um, so is there, like, parameters there We'd are really parameters, like to talk but, with you. but I don't know if you're going to like what I'm about to say, but I'll say it anyways. Okay. You, you are most likely to get that when you're doing plan A. So well, I know I'll get that in plan A, yeah. If you're sticking with the, if you're sticking with the plan B game plan, mm-hmm. you may get a little bit of disrespect, and you can say, you know what, I, I'm trying to, talk with you in a way that is respectful. I'd like you to try to do the same thing. But you have to make sure you're doing plan B when you say that. Okay. Because if you're doing plan A and she feels you're going unilateral on her and she yeah, feels like right. will is being imposed upon her, I'm yep. not saying that's a good excuse for being disrespectful. I'm just saying we know she's going to become disrespectful when you do that. But, but we don't want to overlook it. Well, I think that you want to say something like okay. what I just said. Okay, yeah, I But get I think that. you got okay. to make sure you're doing plan B when you say that. Okay. And uh, then the last question is, is when you have an issue, an unsolved problem with, like, two people who share a room, Yeah. I, I would think you take them apart. Is that how you well, would do it? Well, no there's no way to solve that problem without them. But what I would do is I would do the empathy step with both of them separately first. Okay, empathy with both separate. Okay. That makes sense? It does, actually. I, I think you want to give them both the opportunity to say what they have to say without being interrupted by the other, without the other disagreeing with it. You want to hear from both of them individually and separately before you put them together in the same room. That's usually okay. a good strategy. Unless you are just supremely optimistic that they'll I'm be not. able to listen to each other's concerns without interrupting, without objecting. They don't, if they don't not, have that I would do that, it separately. Yeah. Got it. Thank you got you your so work cut for out for time. you, don't you? What's that? Well, I think I was thinking this would take like a couple days, um, but I guess it's going to take longer. And I'm we might not know how the problem solved. It might take several different tries at a solution. That's Exactly right. And here's the good news. See if it's working. Plan A wasn't working too well for you, so you have nothing to lose. And here's what I'm going to predict. (laughs) If you stick with it, if you stick with it and stay patient with yourself as you're trying to get good at plan B, and here's the good news. you you got somebody you can call every week on Monday morning (laughs) if if you need help. (laughs) you got somebody, so you've got a resource. Um, if you stay patient with it, I think that someday, and I don't know how long that's going to take, but I think that someday you're going to be saying Plan B saves time. Wow. 
Okay. Well, thank you for this uh, hope that you're giving me. And you know what? I was the person who was going to do clinical psychology, and I looked at my internship and I said, I don't think this stuff works. And so to see you kind of say that and doubt what you were getting into and then that would lead you to coming up with collaborative problem solving, I think that's awesome. <laughs> so, and, and now you're food for me and my family. So I just wanted to thank you so much. Nothing gives me more pleasure than knowing that people are being helped by the work. So I appreciate okay. your call. You know, you know the number thanks. now. If you want to call in again, let us know how it's yeah. going. Don't hesitate. Sounds great. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Same to you. Bye-bye. Well, that was pretty cool. We got through quite a bit there, and quite frankly, quite a bit of what people tend to struggle with when they're trying to do Plan B um, early on. So appreciation in both directions. I'm going to try covering one email here before we're done here. Hi, Dr. Green. We've just begun using the Plan B model, and I'm wondering about what to do when the parents have a necessary outcome in mind. While we try to be open-minded about collaboratively exploring solutions to problems while building underdeveloped skills, there are times when we cannot genuinely be open to the process because we need a particular result at a particular time. All right, that sounds, this is editorial, that sounds emergent. For example... My nine-year-old child needed to go to a counseling appointment last week. She emphatically said no and became very angry. All right, so that's emergent. We listened to her explanation of her feelings, and then we told her why we wanted her to go, and we said that this is one of those things that her parents decide and that while we value her input and feelings, the final decision is ours. All right, so that tells you what plan you were using. A, do you think that there are occasions where step three of plan B can be handled in a way that is not open-ended? Or must the result always be achieved collaboratively? A result, a related question is how the model, especially step three, varies with age and development. So thank you for your question. Um, I think the key point here is that this was done in the heat of the moment, just as it was time to go to the counseling appointment. And I get it, that happens. But sometimes that means we haven't yet made our list of unsolved problems with the assessment of lagging skills and unsolved problems as our guide, in which case we're going to get stuck in the heat of the moment routinely because we haven't made the unsolved problems predictable yet because we haven't yet made our list of unsolved problems and prioritized them. It's a lot easier to revert to plan A in the heat of the moment. But what happened is we got your child's concerns on the table in what may have been the empathy step. I don't know that feelings are the main thing that we're looking for in the empathy step, more your daughter's concern or perspective about what it is about going to the counseling appointment that she's not so crazy about. I don't know what your concern or perspective is, um, and I'm not exactly sure why, what factors contributed to you feeling that this was one that had to go a certain way. And you said many of the things that parents say when they're doing Plan A, including this is just one of those things that we decide the final decision is ours. That's 
very plan A. Here's my biggest question. All right, you did plan A on that. I don't know if that's a durable solution because I have a feeling she's not going to want to go to her counseling appointment next time either. Um, when are you all going to start trying to solve that problem proactively and actually give it a collaborative try rather than doing it in the heat of the moment? Um, it sure would help if I had a better sense of what your daughter's concerns were, what your concerns are, and that would give us a much better sense of whether this problem could really be solved in a way that is realistic and mutually satisfactory. I'm betting, and of course this is the bet I would always make, I'm betting you're going to get a whole lot more mileage out of proactive plan B on that one than you are out of emergency plan A. When are you going to do proactive plan B on that highly predictable, unsolved problem? On that note, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope the holidays go well for all of those who are listening to this program, either live or in the listening library. No program next week. Next one's on December 9th. Talk to you then. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.